everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Angel of Words podcast, where your stories are heard. I am your host, Angel of Words. By the way, don't forget to subscribe, punch that notification bell, uh, follow us on all podcast platforms. If you want to leave a donation to the Angel of Words podcast, it's A-O-W-N-Y-C. Now today on the Angel of Words podcast, we have the director of expansion of the World Changers, Mr. Lamont Johnson. Mr. Johnson, thank you for joining us today here on the Angel of Words podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Angel. It's a pleasure to be here. I really appreciate you. Well, we're here to talk about money, 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 money. You know what I mean? What makes the world go round. Now, I want to start with, uh, you know, something uh, basic to ease us in. You know, what's the world changers and what, you know, and what's the uh, purpose of it? So the world changers is an organization of people who just strive to be better versions of themselves so they can do better by others. Right. Um we believe that everybody's value is reflective of their internal value, right? So as a person increases their identity, so should their income, because now you have more value to give the world. So we really created a, a culture and a, an environment where professionals come together uh, and just elevate in whatever their expertise is. Ideally, you know, we work around financial literacy, working with some of the best companies in the industry to provide services after a, a client is empowered. But ultimately, the, our training program is a leadership development program that actually takes, helps people get to another level. We're excited about that. Now, what business is, like, in, in terms of, like, services, what kind of services it is that you folks are providing over there at the, at the World Changes? So we specialize in, in many services, but primarily is helping families and businesses get out of debt save more money and make some more money. I think you can agree that everybody, everybody needs that. Oh yeah. That's, <laughs> I agree with you 100%. Now, are there certain financial literacy tactics or uh, financial concepts that you teach your clients? Yeah. So, you know, we're firm believers that if you don't know the rules of the game, you can't win the game. And as you can see how society is set up, uh, Primarily, uh, only a couple of states are teaching financial literacy. Uh, so if people didn't get an education, where they go? They usually go to the Internet. The Internet is kind of speaking general, not specific to the individual's needs. So the, the, the strategies may or may not work. Uh, and if people didn't come from wealth originally, uh, it doesn't get passed down. So we teach people the rules of money, right? How taxes work, how to protect their money how to make sure their money is working for them and outpacing the cost of living, which is one of the silent killers, right? Um, we also believe that it's not about how much you make, but it's really how much you keep, right? Because there's no difference from a person who makes a million but spends a million than a person who has 10000 and can barely make it. If, you, if, you don't, if you're not keeping your money uh, and putting it to work for you, chances are you're going to have to work for it for a long time. So you're essentially teaching people the the, uh, the fundamentals of assets, liabilities, and, and things of that nature. Uh, you know, let's say you're someone that you don't have a high income. You know, it's kind of hard to build assets, and you, you might become a little disconcerted or have a lot of trepidation. Of You know, are you paying a fee first and foremost to get into the world changes? Is that something that, that happens? Like, you know, how do you become a part? You, you have to have a business. Is this something where you just have to be business-oriented? That's my first question. And mm -hmm. then the follow-up is what, what, you know, what I asked you prior. 
Well, we do have an interview process, and it, um, it does okay. give you the ability to create your own uh, firm and, and actually access business resources. Uh, from a client perspective, there's no charges for our services. Uh, we work with most of the most of the industry in terms of companies. So if you know a brand name in the financial industry, money management uh, companies and things like that, we have access to their resources. So the client doesn't even come out of pocket to work with us. Um, at the end of the day, it's really just empowering the person in front of us of sound financial uh, wealth building concepts. And then they tell us, uh, based on their uh, individualized situation, how they want their money to work for them. And then we pair them with the companies that make sense for what they want to do. Okay, so are you talking about like 401ks, things of that nature, like nicer pensions if you work here in New York? Uh, are these other sort of like investment opportunities you, you, you're, you're, you know, steering them towards or something where you're going into the stock market and, and investing their money, their capital in that? Well, we have access to all of it, right? So okay. ideally okay. what we really focus on is getting a person to set up their own financial system, right, in society today. Many people are tied to jobs they can't stand because their whole life is tied to it, their benefits, so to speak. But many in middle-class America especially don't understand that the more systems you have that you control outside of work gives you the freedom now to create your own reality. So whether it is setting up your own pension, we can help you set that up, right? Whether if you prefer a 401k strategy as a business owner, we can help you set that up. Or if you're just a parent looking to make sure your kids are okay and, and want to put a few dollars away every month, I always tell people, as long as you're starting, you can always do better as your income increases, right? Um, and, and that's what the, I know you mentioned earlier. Some people's budgets might have them discouraged about planning for the future. But ultimately, there's a key, there's a key phrase that if, if you don't save money, money will never save you, right? So no matter what your budget is, getting in the habit of paying yourself first is one of the principles that we teach. You know, I come from a community, middle class and even low income, where we used to pay ourselves last. So after paying all the expenses, whatever was left, we try to put that away in whatever, maybe what we knew, a savings account or what have you. A lot of my clients do that. Um, but what you need to understand is that the cost of living continues to go up. So as that happens, ultimately, if you're paying yourself last, you're not going to have enough money to, to save. But what wealthy Americans do is they put themselves as, as part of their budget, pay themselves first whenever they gain income, and then live off the rest. And that's a dynamic that I believe if, if many were to change their position about how where they fall on the payment structure after they get paid, I believe the, the world could be looking a lot different. That's why our name is The World Changes. We, we want to teach concepts that, you know, have been working for a segment of the population and bring it to everyone. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because that is an ideology that if you you are coming from a lower income situation, it's kind of hard to grasp paying yourself first. I remember when I started the podcast and then started Angel of Words Entertainment, you know, now I'm in a position where like I have to pay myself a salary, which is a concept that you would have never thought of 
you know, but, but that I never thought of. I was just used to cutting checks or making tips and whatever, you know, job I had at the time. So that's interesting. Could you elaborate a little bit more on how that works if for the for the consumer that's listening? Yeah, so pretty, simply put, right, the reason we go to work is to generate income. Let's not, you know, you, obviously you learn skills and things like that at work, but ultimately you're doing it to get the income that comes after that effort. Now, what you do with that income is where the gap usually happens between someone who's financially literate and someone who's not, right? Someone who's financially literate understands that you can take that income now and use it to work for you, i.e. gain interest in different accounts, i.e. you know, start a business or even put it, put it uh, to work with real estate, whatever it is, and then live off of those profits. So it's creating systems with the money that you earn and live off the rest. Like so, a percentage of your income should be going to you automatically. And then what happens with that percentage is really your discretion. I always say get with a professional, right? Because the professionals in the industry they're licensed, and the industry is always making changes to products and services. That if you don't have someone on the inside, you could be missing out on a lot of things that can help you and your family's last name strive even more. That's a very valid point. Now, in terms of, okay, so you're, you're teaching these financial literacy tactics. Mm -hmm. Now, do you do you get people that are are scared to invest? And, and if, when you do, or if you do, what do you do to ease their minds? Because, you know, they're looking at, you know, you don't know. So you're going to be probably a little distrustful of, a, of giving a person your money and telling them, hey, you know, could, could, how are you going to help me? work on getting, you know, assets. The, the, the beautiful yeah. thing about it is that yeah. um, we don't own any products and services. So okay. uh, our ties are not to the product as a, like most companies. So if you went to X company, they couldn't tell you that their consumer offer better solutions for you. That's, that's what makes us really dynamic. So we're not tied to the actual product. We're tied with what you want your money to do for you. So if you tell me, hey, Lamont, I can't stand losing money, obviously we're not going to put your money somewhere you can lose it. But, hey, I want to gain some money. Is that important to you? Okay, cool. There's programs that you can establish where you can gain money and not lose money, but how many in the population actually know that? Not many, right? And then you think about <laughs> taxes, right, yeah. Uncle Sam? Yeah. Uncle Sam is not really our uncle. Depending yeah. on where you have your money working for you, if you don't factor in the tax uh, responsibilities that can have a major impact on your balance and what you actually keep. Um, and these are the concepts that we always start with education that usually eases um, the fear of putting money to work. Um, but then you also know that the cost of living is going to go up whether we do something with our money or not. So based on where you're keeping your money, uh, that value of that dollar continues to go down every year. For example, 10 years ago, we went to the supermarket with $100. We probably got 10 bags. Today, we barely get the bag, right? Not today. Like $100 gets you damn near nothing when you go to the supermarket. So think about 10, 15 years from now, how you're going to need more hundreds to just do basic things. And I believe, you know, um, many, especially in middle-class America, working-class working, working class folks, uh, you know, they can't really see that far down the road. So that's where the fear comes in, right? Um, but if we could just teach them to start somewhere with something, just knowing that, hey, that's mine. Out of all the money I made and spent, 
that's mine right there, and that's working for me. That, that'll give a lot of people peace of mind. You know, it's fantastic that you're helping people keep up with the rate of inflation, which is kind of like what you're talking about, making sure that you're keeping up with that situation. A lot of people, Mr. Johnson, unfortunately, like to spend their discretionary income a lot more than they actually should. You know, uh, what I mean is living beyond your means. When you get people that cuz i'm sure that you're asking them these these uh personal questions about how they spend their finances you're breaking them down how do you break that circle we we go over their budget with them right so oftentimes uh when we do our personal budget we kind of lie to ourselves right we're not keeping track of the the dollar 50 waters or two, or 10 dollar coffees we're spending on each day but when you sit down with a, a licensed professional who's new to just wants the facts, the things that we look at are those things, right? So I've had clients that uh, reduce their grocery expenses by 10, 15% and now have money working for them because they were eating their life away, right? I, I've had other clients that, you know, were spending money on, on vehicles that, you know, obviously that's an asset. Unless you make your car into a business, it's a liability, Right. So they made changes like, man, this car is taken. You just don't see it sometimes until it's, it's tracked. And especially with a professional eye where it's like, OK, you're telling me that after let's say after all your expenses, you have a few thousand left over. But when we look at your actual savings, there's barely anything there. That means there's money around. It's just going in places that you're not tracking. Right. Yeah. So we help with exercises, simple exercise like, hey. Why don't you just track all of your expenses for 30 days? I don't care if it's a dollar leaving your hand. Write down what that's for. Um, it's a, it was a powerful exercise that worked for me personally. I was spending about $300 in water outside my house without knowing it, right? We're working outside wow. all day, buying bottles of water all month, yeah. couple bottles a day, you know, um, and, and as inflation goes up, water went up, right? Uh, then I started <laughs> carrying some water, and now I got an extra 300 bucks around that either I can do something with it and, and collapse my time frame of working for someone, or I can, like you say, uh, spend things on, spend your money on things that don't make sense. Um, but ultimately, Angel, when our relationship with money really has to change. And it, it starts with um, understanding that it's a resource. And ultimately, it's not good or bad. It does what we tell it to do. Right? So we tell it to go spend it on this restaurant meal. Uh, and, and then, you know, we got we got a big picture in mind that we want to maybe retire early, purchase some things. Is, is that dollar spent getting us closer to those goals or not? And those are some of the questions that we inspire our clients to think about, especially when they're coming from, you know, not having it all. You know, our clients who have a lot of resources, it's a little bit easier because the resources are there, right? It's just about moving things around in regards to what they want to do. But when a person's starting out, uh, it's going to take a little bit more discipline than not, but it, it just starts with consciousness. Like, do I need this or do I want this? Uh, is, is this money going here going to actually do me better in the long run than not? Uh, the money is not to blame. It, it's the individual in our habits. It's funny that you say that it's the habit because, you know, unfortunately, I see a bad habit of people not paying, you know, because we now we have apps that mm -hmm. we can actually 
physically see, you know, I mean, tangibly see every single dollar that's being spent. And a lot of people don't pay attention to their money coming in and out. And I know some, the most successful people that I know, they know every, where every single dollar went. And I, I don't know if we, we feel guilty about paying attention to that money. We work so hard that we just want to spend it and, and, and live our lives and, 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 and feel at least for one day that we're enjoying our, the fruits of our labor. I don't know what it is, but we end up spending our discretionary money sometimes in a form that doesn't benefit us when you're 65 then you find yourself being 65 with ten thousand dollars in your bank account and you don't even know how long you're gonna live you can't live off ten thousand dollars right in this day and age of being 65 man no no you're so right (laughs) um but it starts with what people don't know uh it also has to do with the emotional connection to money so even from a grander scheme of things when we went from cash to now digital currency, right, like debit cards and things like that, the emotional connection tied to your money leaving you is gone, right? When you had a $100 bill and you went to spend that $100 bill, you saw that money leaving you. So chances are you would have questioned yourself and then you would have been calculating how much money came back off of that, that currency. But now that you're swiping, you have these apps on your phone, you could hit the register at the supermarket, uh, many people are overdrafting unconsciously uh, because of that poor tracking when ultimately that's a resource that you're going to need your entire life, man. You know, I was blessed enough to live with my great grandmother in her 90s. This country does not treat you different in your 90s than it does in your 20s. I'm telling you, you're still going to need food. You're still going to need shelter. And at that point in your life, you might need somebody to come take care of you. Right. So we're educating people on seeing themselves at that time, just in case they get there. There are no surprises. And I believe the real conversations that we have with our clients are usually very eye opening. Yes, sometimes they disrupt. Right. I've had people cry in front of me. But ultimately, the freeing experience of knowing exactly what you have to do to get to where you want is something that wasn't always given to everyone. It was usually for high net worth individuals, and that's why our firm is so successful. We're bringing the entire industry to everyone, but we're not even moving on to products and services until you're educated and understand what's going on. So you're basically building things like on a grassroots uh, level. Very much so. Very much so. Bringing it back to the communities that we're from, you know, uh, expanding uh, the opportunity for professionals to come into the industry that look like us. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a movement. It's an empowering feeling. Um, we're all over the country right now, expanding to North America as well. Um, different offices, working remotely, accessing more people. Um, our weekend financial literacy programs are even expanding now, more attendees every weekend. Uh, and it's a big deal. I think it's something that, imagine how life would have looked for most of us if we would have had a financial professional or coach with us the day one we started earning money and how life would look uh, at this point in time. But the fact that most people are winging it, uh, you can't wing it when it comes to the most one of the most serious resources that you can possibly put together, and that's your money. Now, Lamont, 
it's great that you say that because according to diverseeducation.com who got their information for PFIN index, 11% of millennials have a high acumen in financial literacy, yet 28% have a low percentage. Okay, and most of those people are blacks and Hispanics, man. It's fantastic that you're actually helping, you know, build from a grassroots level. Because in my opinion, if everybody is doing good, then it just leads to a better society. Or at least if everyone has access to the information, you can't blame anyone else for your failures. How do you feel about that, sir? So true. So true, right? So a generation or two prior to mine, Lack of knowledge, you, you can't blame someone for what they do not know. In today's times, there's tons of resources. However, many of the resources might not be uh, credentialed properly. So I always say licensing matters, right? Our firm has a fiduciary responsibility to do right by the people sitting in front of us. Or our license gets jeopardized, we get in tons of trouble. Um, oftentimes, our knowledge of money could come from a person related to us that might have a few more years on the planet, but not necessarily understand what it means as far as getting money made today. And um, when you speak to like those numbers, um, it's not surprising, but ultimately the vision is Angel, like you mentioned. After we give you this knowledge, it's your choice whether or not to take action or not. We would love to save everyone. That's really a genuine thought. Uh, but we also know that some people aren't ready yet to take that next step, and it might that leaving your comfort zone is very challenging as a human being. Period. Uh, don't, we're talking about finances, even more more uh, sensitive, right? Um, but however, like you mentioned, for every family that we're able to get some systems in place for them, for every business owner that we're able to expand their profits, you know, reduce taxation. These are opportunities for more people to grow and eat. You know, you think about even. A, a basic financial solution like life insurance. If more people in middle-class America, especially, you know, Hispanic and black communities, just learn more about how life insurance could transcend your family's last name, you know, you wouldn't see all these GoFundMe's you see on, on, on the internet, uh, you know, just trying to give someone the proper send-off. Whereas the, the, um, the high net worth individuals, Nobody breathing in their bloodline does not have life insurance because they know with every person passing, there's revenue now coming back to that family. And obviously with revenue comes opportunity. So many people who are not financially literate don't have basic things in place that can empower a family. Generation to generation, you see a lot of suffering. And that's what we're looking to break with our firm. Wow, that's fantastic. You know, it's it's funny because, you know, from from my knowledge, Jewish people build a lot of wealth off of, you know, life insurance companies because, you know, I mean, you got to protect the most valuable asset that you do have, which is the fact that you're breathing in there. That's right. You know that's I mean? right. You. Wow. Man. Yeah. Man, that is fantastic. Now, you mentioned licenses that you guys have. What kind of licenses, like, do you have that you don't want to risk, you know, just for people that are interested in probably what you're doing right now, you know? Right. So depending on the offerings that a person in our profession plans to offer the public, uh, you have your Series 6s, you have your Life, Health, and Accident. You know, these licenses allow you to offer different types of products to the public from uh, mutual funds, IRAs, 401ks, life insurance, annuities. 
it could be it's it, the more licensing, the more offerings you can legally provide the public. And um, anybody starting, I usually say, hey, just just work with your life, health, and accident, so that you can learn the foundation of proper financial planning. You know, when you think about protection, like you mentioned, people, wealthy individuals, understand that no matter how much money you put together, there's certain things in your life that could come wipe you out. Right. For example, you getting injured, not being able to perform. What systems do you have in place to make sure your family uh, is protected from that? Right. The other one we just spoke to is, God forbid, a person uh, who's earning income uh, passes away early. How, how would that affect the family? And can you protect the income loss that comes with that? Right. And then the last one, like I told you with my great grandmother, people are living their money right now. Right. So what protection systems do you have in place to make sure you don't run out of money? So most of the time people retire uh, with a, a program that after taxes, they bring home very little. Uh, many of them don't know they can put that money in other instruments that actually protect them from ever running out of money. And, uh, and these are some of the, the solutions that we offer to bring that peace of mind of knowing that, okay, you have money in the market, cool, you know, that's not stable. You know, you have investments that have risks like real estate or you start a business, you know, that's not stable. But at least you have some protection systems in there where if everything collapsed, you have access to resources and that's powerful. I mean, it is powerful because, you know, because you're letting people know, you know, I would imagine about different tax codes, things that, they, you know, things that they can do legally to protect themselves and, you know, keep that extra, keep those extra funds in their pocket in order to try to gain some more assets. So, I, you know, I really appreciate what the, you know, what the world changes is doing. Um, now, let's say you want, you want to get a job in terms of like human capital, right? What, what kind of people? do you look for in your company? Well, uh, for us, it's always the environment, right? Uh, we, we, we have an environment that encourages you, not puts you down, challenges you to be a better version of you. So obviously the individuals we introduce to our company and our environment have to have high character, right? Not to mention you're working with money, but just high character and understanding that, you know, we're not better than anyone just because now we are professionals on this side. The goal is really to meet people where they're at and empower them, uplift them, show them the right way. So it's really people that aspire to be leaders. Um, the more the merrier, right? At the end of the day, uh, we all know as leaders that it could be very lonely, right? Because oftentimes as a leader, you're the first one taking the step that most many others did not take. With that risk comes a lot of um, a lot of criticism, a lot of people you know, throwing their their, uh, their fear, doubt, and worry into you, right? As the leader, as the person in the family that might have not, you know, uh, did what the family normally does. And, and, you know, we created an environment where you're welcomed if you're that type of individual. You know, if you, if you really want to help from your heart as opposed to from your pocket, uh, unlike the industry typically does, uh, you know, putting people in transactions, we, we're really building relationships and, we train you on the people skills necessary to get that job done at a high level. Now, how's the the gender equality atmosphere at the World Changers? Is it something that's non-existent because everybody's basically on the same playing field? It's it's totally non-existent. You know, some uh, our our brokerage is actually one of the the leading 
female uh, brokers in the nation. So as far as females getting a shot to be <laughs> leaders, uh, yeah. this is this, this is the ground of the, the ground of play you will prefer to be in. Well, we encourage, uh, not to mention all walks of life. Um, I have individuals in my firm from third world countries doing great uh, because they took a step at elevating their identity, um, understanding the dynamics of, of, of how to relate to people. And then they have, we have not all the resources necessary for a person to succeed in, in our industry. So that, that side of it is not even a problem. So it's, I see. So it's inclusive. And not only is it inclusive to Americans, it's, it's inclusive to people from all over the world. It's a global network of uh, uh, yes, basically a global network industry. Yeah. Wow. No, it's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. I, uh, I'm inspired every day. Uh, every other day, somebody's crossing over a few million dollars in earnings. And their background could have been like a cab driver or something like that, right? <laughs> um, I'm like, man, I love that, I man. I, I love know that. I could do it, right? So it's, yeah. it's a blessing to have inspiration from from normal people. Um, unlike corporate America, where typically, you know, you can hire your brother who knows nothing about business to run a company, and everybody else gets treated like, you know what? Um, we 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 turn that that relationship upside down, where it's like, you know, once you qualify to work with us. As long as you're you're fighting for your family's last name, we're gonna make sure you succeed. Cool. So this is not a pyramid scheme. The world changes. You no, know, sir. I know that a lot of people have a lot of trepidation about these kind of you know, like Primerica, things of that nature. This is not. This is not one of those deals. This is like no, a serious no, no. situation. No, no, no. You have certifications. You have background yeah. checks. You have interviews. A ton of compliance. Um, you know, so definitely not that. But um, you know, I just. We want to give people opportunity, man. And at the end of the day, um, many people are trapped, especially with jobs that have no growth. Uh, you're dedicating your entire life, and 30 years later, they let you go. Uh, those systems don't work, right? And they might have worked at one point in our economy where a person can have one job, uh, work 40 hours exactly, and still made it home uh, by dinner at 8 o'clock. Um, as you see, the cost of living has really changed that where people aren't even having meals together anymore because everybody has to go out and earn. Um, yeah, no, multiple jobs, gig economy, you know, somebody yeah. always has something, some kind of hustle on the side just to, mm -hmm. you know, bring in more income. But you you guys are putting people in a position where they don't have to do that. Right, where Where, right. where, you're, where if you have some sort of discipline and you're willing to sacrifice, you can actually take the money that you earn and make it work for you so that way you can spend more quality time with your loved ones. Is that what you're telling me? A hundred percent. When you think about it, Andrew, wow. uh, the whole purpose of going to work is for a certain lifestyle. It's not, the money is just a tool that gets you the lifestyle, but Ultimately, what do most humans want? They want to spend more time with their family. They want to eat good food. They want to have a good time. They want to be able to go places when they want to go, that freedom of time, you know, and things of that nature. And without the resources, you, your vision could get lost, right? Oftentimes when I'm interviewing people and I'm asking them about their vision, even my clients, I'm like, so how do you want life to look? And they're like, nobody ever asked me that. A lot of them would say that <laughs> to me. It's so true. It is so true. Right? I'm glad you said that because I feel like everybody, you know, that's going to listen to this podcast. By the way, we're talking to Lamont Johnson, the director of expansion from the World Changes here on the Angel of Words podcast. But, you know, I feel like, you know, I, I, I speak to my own relatives 
sometimes. And, you know, I don't try to probe because I do enough probing on the podcast. But, you know, sometimes I want to know, like, what your vision is for yourself. You know, because I see a lot of talent in them, but I just feel like they don't have a direction, a course that they want to take. And I, I feel bad because, like, there's really nothing you can do. To bring them there, you know, I'm not a financial consultant like you are. Like, I don't know how to bring them there because I know what I want to do, but I don't know what you want to do. And it's great that there's people out there like you, man, and you bump into that a lot, you were saying. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's not even their fault. I know as, as kids, we all had dreams, man. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> and then life hits you, right? You have yeah. to earn. You have to put in the elbow grease to get ahead in whatever pro pro profession you're in. Uh, people's families start expanding, more responsibility, and then everything gets blurred. It's just like trying to make it. Uh, whereas ultimately, the clearer a person's vision is, when they hit those tough times, now you have something to wake up to. And your vision should always be bigger than, you know, what you can actually see so that you can grow in that process. Um, so we even help people with the vision component of it, and that's typically where our conversations start. Uh, not just the client piece, but also when the person uh, wants to qualify to work with our firm, we're looking to see, you know, what what do you want life to look like? Because, um, uh, like I said before, we don't want people that just want to do time around us. We want people that really want to change the world, move, shake some things up, have those disturbing conversations with our family members. Um, because ultimately, nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I want to fail. You know, they just need the support. People need an envi environment that encourages them to be great. Um, and and I'm, I'm, I'm proud and happy that I found that, you know, working at my firm, super excited. Had me leave corporate America. Uh, my partner and I are now uh, independent contractors, still in a massive firm uh, with this company. And it's been exciting. That's fantastic. You know, and I also feel like you have to have the valor to ask for help. You have to have the valor to ask for help because if, if you don't ask for help, sometimes you're never going to receive it and you may have all the talent in the world, but you're never going to get that person that lights that, that helps you light the match, if you will, you know, yep. to, to burn that desire inside of yourself. Now, when it comes to credit, right? Let's say somebody mm -hmm. has bad credit. Do you help people with that? Because a lot of people may have trepidation about it because they may feel like, man, I, I can't even get my, my finances in order to where like I'm at sea level, you know, and how, you know, how am I going to make money off my money when I'm owing money? We definitely have solutions for credit and debt. Uh, we partner with other companies that actually handle that responsibility for us, but ultimately, uh, different strategies like debt elimination strategies, debt consolidation. Uh, and if the debt is not that high, we can just show you how to uh, strategically pay off your debt. So we set up systems for people to know exactly what they have to do. And we give them the freedom of having a date, right? An exact date when you'll be out of debt. And um, that's typically what a lot of families are lacking. They pay, you know, they're paying this debt and they're paying this debt, but the date of when, uh, it'll all be over. It's never there. And um, that's, those are some of the strategies that we implement when it comes to uh, getting out of debt and, and uh, fixing your credit and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. now, now, you mentioned systems. Can you mention like one type of system that helps you for one particular type of thing? Is there something you can express with us here? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, the way, so let's say you have multiple debts, right? There's a few ways you can approach it. Um, the first one that's more popular is knocking out either the lowest balance so that you can see 
uh, progress, right? You're eliminating balances, and with the monies that uh, were cleared up from the previous balance, you're impl- you're implementing into the next highest balance. That's one way, or you can work with the interest rate, right? Uh, typically, interest rates will kill most of most people. Um, and at the end of the day, the higher the interest, uh, the quicker that debt is doubling, right? Which is something that we educate on, something called the rule of 72, where uh, whatever the interest rate, if you divide that from 72, that'll tell you how long it takes to double that money. Wow. So that can either work for you or against you. In a debt situation, it works against you, right? But if you if you talk about growing your money, that's something you want to consider as well. The rule of 72. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we can Google the rule of 72 and get at yes, least a sir. little knowledge. Yes, there. Yes, <laughs> there you sir. go, folks. Yeah. The rule of 72, my man, dropping the knowledge here on the Angel of Words podcast. We appreciate that. Now, you work with wealthy people as well, right? You're not, you work with wealthy people. So you're running the gamut of different, uh, so it's, a, you know, it's inclusive. You're running the gamut of different uh, financial profiles, if you will. You're helping people diversify. Now, how long... Do you, do you think it would typically take someone to buy in to the world changes when they start initially? Well, that's the thing. If it doesn't connect in the beginning, it's okay, right? We're not interested. We're not. Okay. Um, we're not convincing anyone. Um, we're not. We're looking for people that are looking for us, right? Well, gotcha. not tell you we have the entire industry, every major corporation in the industry, from insurance to investment companies are offered by our company. So we're not the ones, uh, let's say, managing your money. We're pairing you with these major uh, corporations to meet your your needs. What we're doing, though, is saving you the headache of having to deal with each and every one of their, you know, bureaucracy, their quotas, uh, you know, lack of telling you things for the sake of losing you to a competitor, right? Mm, So so you give more transparency, I guess. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. industry to you as opposed to you going to it depending on your knowledge level and you'd be amazed just because a person has a high net worth doesn't mean they're highly financially literate right um they also have challenges where it's like oh i didn't know that right i've had clients where um you know a lot of their monies were in untaxed favorable places and with some proper communication and them being open to learn uh, we were able to not only educate them on better places to put their money, but now they know so that everybody else in their in their network is like, hey, this is legitimate. Look, you don't have to pay that much, uh, you know, that much money having your money here. You won't lose that much money. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's just like a school of economics. You know, I wish that we would have took more economics in school, man. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you and like, like, <laughs> Yes. Cause you know I did take it, but to me it was it was really like Chinese. It's something that I really had to apply myself to learn. And you know it, I'm glad that I was able to pick some things up. But you know right now having just this conversation with you alone, I'm like my mind is being blown because I'm like wow that makes perfect sense. Like this makes perfect sense. Like there's so many rules and so many so many moving parts to to, to money that people really just don't quite grasp. And I'm glad that you're out here you know uh uh giving that knowledge to people man how does that make you feel man do you feel like you've 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 reached a a, a level in life where like wow i'm glad that i'm doing this well i'm definitely planting my flag in this industry i worked in in many you know we met uh in healthcare and um 
you yeah. know, ultimately, every every time you get to serve another human being, it's a blessing. Like, that's just how I was raised. And many of the people in my firm, uh, we're a believer of, you know, giving first. But in order for you to give, you have to receive, right? You can't give from an empty cup. And um, ultimately, these are the, when it comes to money, these are the knowledges that are not accessible to people uh, from professionals, from a professional standpoint. Uh, like I said, typically you go to, let's say, a top firm, they're going to charge you a few thousand dollars just to consult. Whereas, as you see with, with the pandemic, many middle-class families don't have an extra thousand dollars to go sit there for you to tell them what's already ha- what, what they already know, right? Like, chances are yeah. you need to make more money or things <laughs> like that. So you're giving free consultation. You're giving free consultation. Oh, yes. that's fantastic. Wow. Yes, yes. We, sit, we sit down, um, get to know you, gather information from you about what's important to you. Um, and, and that does not come a dime, does not come out of the client's pocket, which I love. Like I said, the major corporations that we partner families with compensate us. So it's a mutually beneficial situation. You got a happy client that finally has a financial system in place where uh, they don't have to worry about if their job is there or not. They just have to worry about making some income, right? And you could do that as creatively as you like. Uh, you have a multi-trillion dollar organization that's happy. They just received a new client, and then we're happy because they compensate us very well. So everybody, is, it's a great, it's a great, tra- it's a great situation at the end of the day. No, it's a win-win, you know. If everybody's yeah. making money, you know that's what's up. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's what you want, man. You know. Yes, I mean? sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh man, Mr. Johnson, we reached the point in the podcast where we're gonna play five words with Angel. Now, five words with Angel. I'm going to give you a, a, a word or phrase or a question. You're going to give me the first thought that comes to your head. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. The first uh, phrase is financial literacy. Empowerment, legacy, ending poverty. I think that's two words or one word the same thing. That's all right. Yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just give me the and, thought. It's fine. Eradicating generational curses, if that's one word. Oh, yeah, so you made it one word here on the podcast, man. Thank you. Thank good you. job, good job. The, the second word is the world changers, or the phrase, the world changers. The world changers, leaders, uh, selfless, um, giving, um, people of faith, and high character. You know, it's funny you mentioned that, faith, because the next word is church. Church. Okay, so church. When I think of church, I think of faith. I think of community. Um, I think of um, uh, raising identity, uh, servitude, um, and, and respect, and also character. Fourth word is taxes. Taxes? Yeah. <laughs> taxes. Good old taxes, you know? Taxes. You have to pay them somewhere or another. I don't know if that's going to work, right? <laughs> And get enough money so when you do pay him, you don't hurt as much. You know? Yeah, listen. <laughs> you know, I don't mind paying more if I'm, if I'm making more, right or wrong. I always tell people, man, if you're working overtime, you're making more money. But, you know, let's get to a point where we, where you know, we have those that money working for us. And, you know, the taxes that you're paying are money, isn't money that you had to labor for, if you will. That's right. You know? That's right. You know, when it comes to taxes, um, I do think of the economy, right? Ultimately, mm-hmm. the government needs uh, money to do things they have to do, exactly. um, but responsibly paying them 
Uh, I also think of strategically paying them, right? Um, it should be a balance where, you know, we get our share, they get their share. Um, I also think of, 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 of just a, a positive economy through taxes and things like that. Um, I don't know how many words that was, but <laughs> that's all right, man. <laughs> don't worry. There's no rule. There's, there's no word. five I'm words of angel police. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now the, the the fifth word is um, I know this lady is important to this whole situation. Fidel Barber. Yeah. Do you know who Fidel that is? Barber. Yeah. Yeah. A okay. champion, a leader, a mother, a woman of faith. I could do a hundred words. Of- Oh, man, when you talk about it. So you have met her before. It's someone you have to meet when you're dealing with with the world change. Because, you know, I was doing some research and I was like, wow, this woman is actually amazing. Yeah, no, she's a a dynamic human being, but very humble. Uh, You wouldn't even know she's successful as she is. And and meeting her, uh, always always forward thinking, uh, uh, very creative. Uh, empowering everyone, definitely someone leading the march in the female empowerment movement. Um, a dynamic mother, you know, uh, kids are beautiful, husband's beautiful, and just a beautiful human being, someone leading from the front. Oh, that's great, man. That's great. That's great to hear, man. If you guys don't know, you know, Google her. She's pretty awesome, man. You, yeah. You know, you're going yeah, you, to learn a lot. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. That's a, that's the truth. Now, Mr. Johnson, you know, but before we uh, end the podcast, first, is there a website where people can go if they have inquisitive minds? Yes, yes. So my, my website is www.lamontcjohnson.com. Uh, also, all social media handles, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, lamont.johnson80 uh, is my handle on there. Feel free. Uh, my email, uh, lamontjohnson.wfg at gmail.com. Um, you know, and I'm, I just want to be accessible of, of service. Uh, I'm, 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 we're all working from purpose. Uh, when you talk about our firm, our purpose uh, marries our paycheck, right? And um, it's been a blessing to be in that space where every time that we help a family, you're talking about the possibility of that family's last name doing better for the world. And that's where the world changes originate. So the fact that every person that we empower uh, the world looks better because ultimately they'll have more resources. Now, one last thing, Lamont, because this is very important to me, and I want you, you know, if you could do me the favor and give a send-off, like, and really tell people how you feel because we we had a prior conversation before the podcast. We spoke about being, you know, uh, people that are in low income, sometimes urban communities, you know, uh, being consumers more than they are producers of things. And we spoke about living beyond your means. Could you give a message to my people out there that are listening, that are going to be viewing on YouTube when this comes out? You know, why it's more important to sacrifice instant gratification for longevity, for for gratifying longevity, man. Yeah, you know, a lot of it comes with the stigma from that phrase, uh, you only die once. Uh, you only live once, excuse me. Yeah, you YOLO, live, yeah. The yeah, yeah, for you that, only you live know? once, right? And that's, that's like, <laughs> yeah. that's like the, those unrealistic speaking of it because you you only die once you live every day you only die once you live every day and uh, and every day you wake up you're going to need resources and uh, the tools that get you those resources is money 
right? So if, if, if you're spending more than you're making, uh, you need to do a deep dive of why that is. There could be some emotional trauma there. There could be uh, some some something that is just not genuine to what a person's life goal could be. And I believe that if we all just sat down and spoke to what our goals are, we'll live a more intentional life. Uh, many people, you know, wake up every day and, and just wing it or just go through the same day every day. Um, but it's time for us to start dreaming again and start planning about what we want our lives to look, our kids' lives to look, and even the generation after. You know, if you ever look up these wealthy families like the Rockefellers, uh, you know, they, they had systems in place where nine generations later, their, their name is still great. Uh, the people yeah. do not have to make decisions based on income. And I believe, you know, it just takes one person in the bloodline to say, you know what, I'm going to do something different so that everybody after me lives different. And, uh, you know, I challenge everyone who could hear and see this podcast to be that person. You know, we can't, we can't continue to do the same thing and expect different results. That's what we call lunacy, right? So Yeah, it, no, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Don't expect to become balling if you got twenty thousand pairs of sneakers in your in your closet, man. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. <laughs> you got brother. forty G's in the closet. That forty G's you could have had that working for you and just chilling back and you know have have the Jordan brand actually give you free sneakers because you know you, you're such a great uh a partner to them. You know what I mean? Like That's people right. need. I feel like it's that mindset that needs to change a little bit. And I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and breaking those aspects down of, of financial literacy, talking about finances. I know a lot of people get uncomfortable speaking about money and speaking about their money, but I'm glad that you were able to come on here and, and let them know that, look, if you, if you're a person that you're serious about having a plan, having a few, having a plan for your money, having a plan of vision, like you said, framed it perfectly. Go see my man Lamont Johnson right here in the world changes. But I really appreciate you coming on, brother. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you having me. I'm super proud of you. You're doing outstanding. Um, you know, living on purpose. And uh we need more people love it. I love the fact that you're empowering, you know, your audience and keep up the good work. You know you have our support hundred percent. Well, thank you so much, everyone. That was Lamont Johnson, Director of Expansion for the World Changes. Smash the like button, subscribe, catch us on, uh, you know, follow us on all uh, podcast platforms at Angel of Words ENT social media. And uh, if you want to donate, it's Cash App AOWNYC. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>